What's up, SodaPod listeners? I apologize right off the bat if the quality of this little intro is uh, a little less than stellar. And I'm sorry if there's a freaking Millie yelling in the background. My new roommates have cat or have a cat. She's wicked cute, but she talks a lot. Anyways, um, my apologies if this little intro sounds a little off compared to the rest of the recording. I'm recording it via a little phone mic that I have, like a little aux plug-in mic. My cords to everything, my whole studio, everything is in my car, which is in the garage of my new place, which I don't have the key for. So, instead of making up some excuse to Hoppy and pushing this even further back, because what are we now? We're like seven hours late. I guess by Isha standards, we're still early. But now that I'm in Minnesota, um, there is no excuse. So yes, I am in Minnesota. I spent the last three days driving over here. I left Vancouver Island on Friday, hung out in Washington for pretty much the whole day. I shouldn't say hung out. I did drive through Washington that whole day, uh, hung out in Spokane for a little bit, went and saw the University Village, hung out at Gonzaga, met some people there actually, went out to some Irish pub Friday night, And it was like a Halloween party. I was wearing a denim jacket and everyone was like, what are you? And I jokingly said, oh, I'm I'm dressed up as a Canadian. And it was just the fun. Everyone thought that was hilarious. Now, I think there's only a handful of people who got the joke. The rest actually thought I was dressing up like a Canadian. But let me tell you, the way I was dressed, (laughs) they weren't wrong. Anyways, uh, then spent the last two days just ripping pavement. Well, I mean, that's an exaggeration, my vehicle can barely get up to 80 which by the way 80 is the speed limit on the highways in montana shoot if i had a newer car that wasn't packed with everything i own i would have just ripped that shit but i could barely barely go over fucking 75 dude oh so it it took a little longer than i had hoped but uh, I, i have to say driving through idaho and montana you know coming east from the west coast absolutely beautiful one of the one of the most tremendous drives i've ever done and i've now drove, driven through the rocky mountains of british columbia which is an amazing drive itself i've driven up bc through some of the amazing passes and, I, and vancouver island too you know down through washington i mean i didn't think there could be nicer sceneries let me tell you idaho gave it a run for its money it was a really enjoyable drive i would say the only time Throughout the drive that I was like, oh man, I'm just done driving is when like I hit that long stretch towards the end of North, I guess halfway through North Dakota. After that beautiful like provincial park with all those huge like red rock, like massive red, I should just call them hills, but they're just big rock bluffs. Shoot, I forget the name of the park off the top of my head. But anyways, after that, it just sucked. It just reminded me of like prairie driving, which we pretty much were in the prairies at that point, (laughs) right under Saskatchewan. So that was tough. Um, listen to a bunch of podcasts. Shout out to Jeremy at Waconia Brewing. He actually bought me a coffee in a town like a couple hours north of Minneapolis, but I didn't make it in time to get to pick up the coffee. So I owe you a coffee, Jeremy, but I want to say shout out to Jeremy too. He made me a dope Minnesota playlist, which a lot of the songs I was very familiar with, you know, when Purple Rain came on, you know, I was singing loud. Uh, I actually own that record, Purple Vinyl, What Up? But uh, there's some other like local bands that are really awesome. So shout out to you, Jeremy. Um... Yeah, shout out to everybody else who kind of forced me to give them updates, which is probably the safe thing to do. My sisters, mother, Hoppy, and Joe included. So thank you very much, guys. 
Um, yeah, I didn't, there was no point that I even felt like my car engine was going to blow up, which was really my concern. Now, if you're just listening to the podcast, you're like, why would that be a concern for you, Isha? Well, it's concerning for me because my last Subaru blew up with less kilometers on it. Oh, I got to get, I got to get used to saying miles now, less miles on it than, uh, than the one I currently own. But, uh, other than topping up the coolant in Moorhead, she ran like a fucking dream. Is she going to start up? In about an hour and a half, two hours time, so that I can make my way over to Hoppies. Mm, we shall see. I gotta somehow get into the garage before I can even do that, though. So, anyways, I'll talk more about my trip, the details on it, partying with the Gonzaga crew, and whatnot. Uh, as the next you know week or so go by, Hoppy and I are gonna be recording straight hash homie this week, and I'll talk a little bit more about the trip there as well. Then, I'm sure. You know, some of our friends, and I say friends, some guests of the show, friends of the show, they'll probably ask about the drive and things like that. And I'm sure more details of it will pop up, uh, yeah, in the next month anyways. But tonight, meeting Billy Garen, heading to the wild game right after this. So if you guys are at the XL Energy Center, if you're listening to this on Monday, October 17th, please shoot us a DM on Twitter, at the Soda Pod, um, and we'd love to connect with you between periods and what not checks out on youtube at the soda pod and yeah this isn't even the episode this is the intro hoppy actually put an episode together begrudgingly probably because uh, i didn't make our timeline i didn't make it to minnesota on time let's just say that i was uh, three and a half hours late but i need to nap so whatever anyways folks that's my little spiel that's my little intro without further ado we bring you the soda pod seventh avenue pizza the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. All right, now that everyone has heard why Isha will not be attending today, let's kick it over to fill-in guest. Caleb, could not thank you more for being willing last second to just jump in and record here, but I'm guessing it's because I lured you in with whiskey. Oh, that always helps, and it's it's a pleasure to be back on. Uh, always good to chat with you, talk some puck, drink some whiskey. What's a better thing to do on a Sunday night? Hot. Tell you what, it's funny because like watching the Vikings game and seeing that they're five and one, like most people would assume that like I'm happy and excited. Dude, Mm -hmm. I'm so on edge. I have like the least faith in a five and one team that I think I could possibly muster. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm rocking the the team swag today, but at uh, watching them, it was a lot of cringe moments and, you know, happy to be five and one. Like I won't complain and head into the bye week. But this is a team that I was thinking about today. I'm like, can they beat? some of those better teams from the AFC or even, I mean, we saw how they played up against Philly, um, but we'll take it. I mean, I'm hoping this team can just continue to improve and we'll see how they do for the final 11 games, make the push down the stretch, but five and one, I mean, the Packers lost. I can't complain. We'll Packers are just bad. <laughs> I didn't catch any of the game today, but just seeing what I heard on Twitter, I'm like, Oh, it sounds like they forgot how to play football. So yeah, it's, it's not great. Um, but man, we've got a uh, more dire topics to cover here. Minnesota wild apparently are tanking for Connor Bedard. If you 
go on Facebook or Twitter. That's kind of the message that's being tossed around. High level, before we get into anything specific, Caleb, like what are your initial impressions from the first two games? Uh, I think, <laughs> you know, I'm not panicking at this at this point. I, I think, you know, a lot of us as pretend Twitter GMs would like to make assumptions or make different moves. I think from watching last night's game specifically, this team just, it feels like they haven't hit that on off switch yet. Um, where it's like it, it jumped out and surprised them. Now they had a, a really great preseason, but, um, you know, I feel like with some teams, <clears throat> they hit the ground running from the jump and the wild just got off to a little bit of a slow start. It really bit them in the butt last night, <laughs> getting down by three goals and, and then having to jump back. And, and I like to see what we saw last night with the fight in the team, but um, man, you know, you can't fall behind in this league over and over again and to lose two games at home. Um, I think if I remember correctly, they lost only eight home games all last year. So, you know, in front of your home crowd, those are games and points that do matter. Um, there's a long season left to go. Um, I'm sure we can dive into some more specifics, but I'm not ready to panic yet, but it doesn't get any easier on, I think, on Monday night against Colorado. So yeah. good luck to us. Um, we're going to really need to send a message in that game and, and hopefully steal one from them. Yeah. And I mean, let me be clear. I am not at all happy with the team right now i am not supporting what we saw these last two games but let's put it into context rangers game good playoff team already had their first game a road win against the tampa bay lightning came in flying and we saw the result of that in the first period and we were really never able to fully recover now were there good moments sure matt boldy looks like an absolute stud um same thing with the Saturday game, right? Like we got Kevin Fiala coming in, looking for revenge. You know, he's been excited for this game. LA Kings, two losses back to back coming in, looking to prove something like the perfect cocktail for the team that you do not want to play. But I think the funny thing in all this, Caleb, is we saw the two things that I was least expecting. Wild scoring nine goals in the first two games. And then letting up, what was it, 13, 14? Oh, 14. Yeah, it was 14. 14 goals, yep. Like, so the, the, the positive that I'm going to take out of this is, holy shit, our team can score. And the reality is, I don't think there's any way that our defense is this bad. Now, is there a chance that they've regressed a little bit? Sure. But what we've seen these first two games, that is that is like the absolute – floor of what we can expect from this defense i only expect it to get tuned up from there but what are your thoughts just on the deployment of our blue line for two games you know and i thought it was going to be a strength for us honestly too like i i didn't expect us to give up 14 goals in two games and i know you know even myself jokingly on twitter i'm like oh is goaltending gonna be an issue i think you know flurry you know it's early to tell there was some definitely some goals given up that were not on him by any oh, means. There were, uh, let, let's be real, Caleb. I'm going to maybe say that, like, out of the – he let up 11 goals. Yeah. Out of the 11, there's maybe, like, four that I pointed him and blame him for. Yeah. And I the think other seven, gets, he got left out to dry. I think it gets exasperated, right, when you're giving up four or five goals, and then one of those he maybe should have 
stopped. And I think he that one was pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. And then he like, (laughs) I mean, and I think flower, you know, from the comments I read on on Twitter, he's, you know, owned up to it too. It said, I should have just been better. Like I have to be better, you know, taking responsibility, which is what you want to see. But um, yeah, I think the blue line, I, I think over time, again, I'm not panicking over it. I think, I honestly think the message was sent last night. I think we saw a team towards the end of the game that had a lot of fight in them. And now it's just, we need to put that together for 60 minutes of hockey night in and night out. And uh, they came out a little bit sluggish and they got punched in the mouth. And even that first game against the Rangers, you're going up against a really great goaltender as well, who looked pretty sharp. So, um, but yeah, offense was a question and yeah, we got a, we got a star in the making of Matt Boldy. Like this, this kid is incredible. And, to see him continue to develop uh, with the team. And, you know, let, let me just say, I know this will make you happy. Your, your boy, Kalen Addison, on, on, the, on the power play. Like, you know, why not? You know, yeah. I, I, we've been waiting a long time. So, Well, what's crazy to me, Caleb, and, like, this will surprise people because I am, like, the biggest Kalen Addison crusher. Mm-hmm. He's been meh so far for me. And yeah. I say that in the sense, like, I think he fits perfectly in this power play, and he hasn't looked bad. But you can tell he's gripping the stick tight. Had a couple of like big errant missed passes, like the one to Zuccarello in the LA Kings game. Like he's definitely overthinking some of this. He's got the early jitters. And I think once we get to game like six, seven of this season, he's actually acclimated and he's like, okay, I'm not getting sent down. I'm here. Like mm-hmm. I think it's only going to improve. And he's still, even with some jitters right now, he still looks better than anyone we've had at the point for the first power play unit in the past decade. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he fits in with this team. I'm, I'm glad it's his time. Um, him and, and Rossi, both of them. I mean, I'm glad they're here. Well, We've been waiting. It, I don't know. Is Rossi playing? <laughs> I mean, that's... I don't know. If, I don't know if you checked the box score, but no four and some change against the LA Kings. What's up with that? Yeah, not a lot, but I, I hope as the season kind of progresses, he'll, he'll earn some more ice time. Um, hopefully Dean, he was shuffles the lines a little bit and some in-game adjustments. I mean, I think I read too. I mean, him pulling flurry to begin with, you know, in-game is like, whoa, he doesn't do that a ton without without injury. So, um, you know, this early in the season, I think you know, that's probably a, a tougher call than what it is for us behind the keyboard on Twitter. You know, it's like, right. hey, you want to send a message only the second game of the season in front of your home crowd, but we needed something to, to jumpstart us. And, you know, I – it's great to see the team fight back and <laughs> and tie the game last night at six. You know, I, I freaked out a bit in a good way of like, here we go. And then what it was like 15 seconds later, they, the King scored again. I'm like, Hmm, this is, this is just not our night. So I, I, I don't know. I think this team is still a hundred point team. They're a playoff team in my mind. Um, you know, if things continue to go downhill, we, we can go from there, but you know, the, the folks that last night were like, that were freaking out. I'm just like, it's a bit early. My goodness. Yeah. No, give me Connor Bedard, I guess that's, yeah, I don't, I, I don't get that at all. No. Um, so what, what's your current stance on the goaltending situation? Is it roll right back with flurry? That was his wake up call. Is it, Hey, I liked how Gustafson looked. Let's give him a start. Or is it, Hey, let's just grab Wallstead and say, fuck it. So I think for, Knowing the next game is against the Avs, you put Flurry back in there. I think he – I mean, he's HOF. He's he's a stud. I think that's the guy you want commanding your net and in net. I think – I didn't mind what I saw from Gustafson. I think <laughs> Wallstead 
I, you know, I, I'm not ready to like pull the plug completely and be like, let's go. We just got to do it. We got to panic. I, I've always taken a stance on it since we resigned Flurry that it was going to be a, a goalie rotation. Sure. Um, now, obviously, Dean rolled him out in the first two games and it hasn't gone well, but I think. I think you're going to pick your battles. And I think against top tier teams in the league, especially the reigning Stanley cup champs, you want your number one out there. And I think flurry, if, if I were him and I'm not never played goalie in my life, uh, I would be terrible at it, but I feel like, you know, he's going to want to get back in net too. Right. And especially against a team like that and show that, Hey, um, you know, what, what's happened the first two games is an anomaly and let's get this thing back on track after that. Like, I had no problem with Gustafson. I mean, coming in cold, I mean, yeah, he gave up a couple goals, but I mean, what can you really expect at that point on a Kings team that was rolling? He gave up honest. less in three in two periods and Flurry didn't win, so there's that at least. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think I'm excited for for Wallset, you know, uh coming down coming down the line, but right now I'm I'm not ready to, <laughs> you know, hinder his development, bring him up early you know, and rush that. And I don't think this, this front office and, and the coaching staff and, and Dino will, will want to do that either. I mean, I think they, they were pretty good at, you know, taking their time and um, letting players develop and, and then earning their spot. Yeah. And I mean, let's be perfectly clear to people. Like I've seen plenty that are calling for Wallstead to be called up. Let me be perfectly clear. That is the dumbest idea that I've seen on Twitter in the last week. And yeah. There's a lot of dumb ideas on Twitter. So if, if it was mine. A... I have a lot of them. <laughs> nah, you just get mad. <laughs> yeah, uh, that too. Well, so for, for me, Caleb, like straight up, if it was just goaltending, sure, I'd even entertain the notion that you bring him up, force him up, mm-hmm. rush him up. But with the defense being as bad as they are, you really want to bring this kid in and cripple him and ruin any confidence mm-hmm. he has? Are you shitting me? Vasilevsky could have been the goalie for those two games. Still probably would have let up four or five each game because yep. they were that bad of defensive blemishes. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't see every minute of both games, but what I saw from Matt Dumba wasn't very good. Uh, and just over overall from our, our blue line. So to your point, I think we can't leave our goalies out, out to dry like that. And I think, you know, it's it's another thing if, if that tightens up and gets a bit better and then Flurry's starting to let in some softies. I mean, I don't think he was great towards the end of last season into the postseason per se. Um, but, you know, to me, and this is probably looking at it super naive, like guys won multiple cups. He's HOF. He's done it. He can do it. Uh, he's won like just, one and a half cups, yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I get that take, but... <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't know that he carries around half the Stanley Cup, although that'd be pretty freaking cool. Okay, so he has one cup. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine too. <laughs> One's more than what I have and what, what right. you have. So that's that is uh, fair. But yeah, I, you know, and maybe that's just I haven't seen a ton of Gustafson yet either. Now, if he gets a net and gets rolling, I think Dean is the type of coach from what we've seen that if, if he's going to ride the hot hand no matter who it is. So, um, but this calling about like Cam Talbot and and that move, uh, I don't even want to go there. I mean, I know we're Cam's gonna hear about right that now. shit all year. Yeah, you know, and it it's. I hope Cam has a ton of success when he comes back from injury. Um, you know, and and I actually felt like the goalie situ- goalie situation wasn't handled super great last postseason. But what do you do? I mean, I I also was a guy that was like I wanted to see Flurry in Game One just because it's it's flower and. 
<laughs> was all about it, but um, I'm wrong too. So, I'm not you're, a GM. so you're accepting fault for Talbot mm-hmm. being gone. Oh, right now. Yeah, I okay. for sure. I mean, I, I wasn't one to call for him to be gone, but when, you know, when it sounded like he was unhappy, it's like, you got to do that. Whoa. You got to move him sooner rather than later. But I don't know, Caleb. You're you're the one that was clamoring for Marc Andre Fleury to grace the crease for Game One. So, like, mm-hmm. that's why he left. So, that's true. Put that on. Put that on me. Yeah, that's fine. Disavowed. Uh, I can Disavowed. Me. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. <laughs> you know, I'll sip my whiskey and just let that be. By the way, what are you sipping tonight? We got a little private private barrel selection from Russell's Reserve. If I can oh, turn yeah. it correctly, there you go. You Barrel go. pick from our, our friends at 1010 Washington Wine and Spirits of Minneapolis. So, super, super good. Um, sipping on that, keeping it warm. Uh, no snow on the ground. That happened. Uh, I know that was the other talk uh, this week. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it's whiskey season for me. I mean, it's always whiskey season for me, but Agreed. Um, I mean, what's better than to hop on with you, drink a little, little of this, talk a little puck. Hey, just for you, no ice cube. No ice cube. I'm so proud of you. I mean, I've been really I can, harsh. I on can the ice do cube it rate. now. Now, hey, if I'm using a Glencairn, right? Yeah. Like you are. Of yep. course, there's no ice in it. But if I'm like yeah. sipping on something, like I'm casually going at it, I, I'm a one ice cube guy. I understand why people don't like that. Totally respect it. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I do it. But what I got here is what I think is the best value purchase for mm-hmm. whiskey, at least nowadays, if you can find it at either Costco or Total Wine, because if you go anywhere else, it's brutal. Yep. But the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, Very I nice. think it's so good. And you can get it for like 42 bucks at Total mm-hmm. Wine or Costco. It's yep. like 60 bucks if you go anywhere else. So again, yep. make sure you get it from Total Wine or Costco. But like for me, for the cost, if I'm not going with like old reliable, like Buffalo Trace, which is soon mm-hmm. to be allocated, which is bullshit in itself. But yeah, uh, this is one of the best for my money for stuff that you can actually find. Oh, for sure. Uh, absolutely. And let me give you another little golf clap to that. It's very, very good. So good find. Uh, Costco's got some sneaky finds when it comes to whiskey. <laughs> I saw uh, one today, though, man. It was uh, some crazy, like, old vintage scotch. And it's for, like... $36,999.99. Oh, my God. And someone made the post of being like, oh, they lure me in with the $1.50 hot dogs. I'll buy their 37K scotch. Yeah. You know, and you see, like, I'll see posts on social where folks will find some old rip at some Costco around it. Oh, You'll man. see, like, a sign sitting up, be like, find manager, limit one <laughs> per guest. And it's, like, it's a magic <laughs> sign of, like, where is this? Um, but, no, there's some sneaky good finds. In fact, I don't have my Costco membership anymore, but I've considered it because even some of the Costco branded whiskeys, uh, I know I have some friends on Twitter who have sworn by it that they're pretty good. So I haven't given them a try. Maybe that's my I own think, fault. I but... think I think it might be. It's either Woodford or Knob, I think, that they do for their like white labeled bourbon. Got it. Might be wrong. I love Knob. I love Knob Creek. So, so good. So one of my faves. Fair enough. Wow. Continue to sip on this. Mm-hmm. Cheers, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, cheers. Cheers to you. So tell me then, what are what are we liking and not liking so far? Like who who's a player besides Boldy, who we've already hit on quite a bit? Kaprizov's obvious. Who are you happy with their performance thus far? Mm, that's a good question. Not just happy, pleasantly surprised. Like didn't expect it. 
You know, I got two on my mind. I'm just trying to think who I want to. Well, go with both. Let's hear it. <clears throat> you may disagree with me on both, though. This oh, that's okay. I like arguing conversation. with people. Uh, I am, granted, I didn't watch every minute of both games, so I'm going to caveat that right now. But Zuccarello, I liked his game. I mean, I, I love the pairing between him and Kirill. I think I love him for being a smaller guy, per se, get, gets pretty scrappy, stands up for his line mates, and I think he's – I th- thought he's played pretty well. Now, I haven't looked at – every box scores to this point. Um, <laughs> I won't say that his game was overly impressive, but I, I felt for him. So I'm going to take that angle for, for Jewel Erickson at last night. Oh, I felt man. like he took a hell of a beating. Both <laughs> games, dude, he was Truba's bitch. Then he was getting tossed around by the Kings. Like God yeah. bless that boy. Also great. That, that goal that he scored on the power play, mm-hmm. like tee that up yeah. every time. That's beautiful. Yep. Well, and even they run the the camera shot of him in the penalty box. I love seeing that that boy chirp too. Like he he had some things to say. So like, you know, clearly he was getting under the skin of both both teams, the Rangers and the Kings. And to see him just cross checked into the net, like cross checked into the jaw, it's like this is ridiculous. Like I did not miss NHL officiating in the off season. I I was clearly reminded very quickly, but obviously whatever he's doing is getting on the skin of these teams. And that's, that's great to see. Um, okay. I can tell you, maybe this is getting off topic. I can tell you a guy uh, game that I didn't love. Let's uh, hear it. Ryan Hartman. Didn't love it. Uh, he is. He is one of my two that I am most disappointed with. Yeah. I didn't love it. No, I mean, he, basically rolled the, the boards last night. I felt for him on that hit last night where I was like, I, I think everyone needs to calm down about that one. Like, oh, the refs watched that. Like, yeah, they watched him hold on to the guy's stick, and he did everything he could to get away from that entanglement. Like, Hartman, yeah. kudos to Hartman. He did everything he could to try and draw a mm-hmm. penalty. Didn't work. Deserved it. Like, sorry. Like, I'm just telling it how it is. Well, and I didn't see his his teammates on the bench going too overly crazy about anything egregious. No, they, they didn't care until the very end when he like gave that last shove where he kind of hit his head on the boards. Yeah, I saw that was the only the water, time they really stood up. One of the water bottles getting sprayed out there. Then I saw at the end of just like, hey, okay, it's enough. But yeah, um, you know, in the moment, as someone who doesn't play the game right now, I'm like, oh, that looks like that would suck to have that happen. But oh yeah, um, you know, I, again, I I'm hoping. You know, he had an incredible year last year, and, and that was one of the things on my mind coming into this year of, like, can that continue? Hopefully that's not an anomaly. And, I, you know, I'm hoping that, again, it's more of a slow, sluggish start and that he gets rolling. But um, it'll be an interesting one to watch. I think he's he stood out in my mind more so. Like I said, I think my perspective of who played well, if we're not talking, you know, Kirill, if we're not talking Matt Boldy, um, you know, I just – I liked Erickson X game. I mean mm-hmm. – just from the physicality standpoint. And I think we're going to need more of that. Uh, I was confused about the, the Reeves Felino fight in the Rangers game. It's like, I get it. We love Moose. Uh, we'll continue to love Moose. But I was like, man, I hadn't seen him get rocked like that in a while. <laughs> like Revo's a big boy. Um, yeah. That, that brings up a good question though. Do you think that like Moose, I don't know. Is he in a spot now where their line is so important that he needs to pick his spots a little bit better? Like when he fights, when he doesn't, when he's getting heated, like yeah. you saw, obviously 
got caved in by Revo. That shit happens. He was trying to turn the momentum of the game. I get that. But, dude, yep. he was letting Brendan Lemieux just run free in his head the whole game. Like, mm-hmm. he seemed so fucking rattled by some of the things that the Kings were doing. And, like, they will trade Brendan Lemieux for Felino for two minutes in the box or five minutes if they fight mm-hmm. every fucking time. So, like, what what's your theory on what, like, he needs to be doing to make sure that, like, he's still being the brute enforcer but also not taking himself out of the game? Well, I think he hit it nail on the head. And I think with Delorier last year, I think that was kind of the goal, right? Bringing him in to be more of a brute enforcer. So Felino wasn't doing it all the time, especially down the stretch as we get into more crucial hockey games in the postseason. Now, I love that physicality he brings in his game and sticking up for his teammates. And, I mean, he can handle it with the best of them. But, yeah, if it takes him out of the game and or, I mean, we don't talk about it a ton, but if it adds <laughs> – if you get – another opportunity to get injured from some fight, you know, sure. some, some scrap, you know, maybe it's not as likely. And I, I trust he's been in enough that he's smart with those things, but you just never know. And, and, you know, do you need that? Does that team need that right now? Cause who else, if he's out, who else is going to step in and fill that place right now? Yeah, no, that that's fair. And I mean, I think that's kind of something that comes with the territory of the role right. he plays, but you're right. It's still pick your spots don't feel like you have to be that guy every yeah. second. But so the guy that I think needs to be called out, I've been very pleasantly surprised with Tyson Jost, not because I mm-hmm. didn't think he could do it, but anyone that's kind of been pumping him this summer, which I mean, I was, I was fairly neutral on it. Like I'm, I'm hopeful mm-hmm. and I want the guy to have a chance. He's doing everything that some people were saying that he was going to do. He's fit in with no problem. Guy is doing what he needs to, nothing more, nothing less. And I really like how he's like the opposite of what we're talking about with Moose there being a little hot-headed. Like he had plenty of times where there was shenanigans happening, like shit with Brennan Lemieux throwing his helmet into the corner after a play. Like, and he just like laughs at it and shrugs it. He's like, okay, whatever, dude. Like he's yeah. just out there to do his job and there's no room for any gray area. Yeah, and, I, and I'm hoping to see, like, I think I had heard Bill Guerin say right before the season, there's opportunity for him to elevate his game too, elevate on, you know, between the lines. And uh, I'm excited to see it. I, I think when the trade happened last year, I, I was in a similar spot of like, okay, I don't love it. I don't hate it. Like, I, was, I didn't know much about it at the time. I was just kind of neutral on it. And I was like, yeah. see what happens. And now it's like, oh, okay, I like I like what we're doing here. And um like I, I, I trust what, what Dino's got rolling. I think they're going to come out against the Avs in in a, in a different mindset, and I think I think they're going to find a way to, to get it done. But that's just me. Could be wrong. If they start out zero and three, I'll be back here, and you'll be yelling at me, being like, "I thought you said they'd be better." No, I. Dude, it's pretty tough for me to like judge a team this early in. Like everyone's yeah. like knee jerk reactions after every single game, like. They could lose the first five games. If they're losing yeah. the exact same way for those five games, I'm going to mm-hmm. have a problem. But if it's different shit going wrong, different things to be tweaked, like that's such a small chasm of the season. And I'm not saying that five games is something you can throw away or take lightly, but no. like end of the day, there's definitely teams that have brutal starts and end up making the playoffs. It's more, are you working through the progressions of it? Are you improving? Are you at least acknowledging what's not working? 
And I would argue for the first two games, nothing's changed. But maybe that's because they said, hey, we're going to brush that one off, go in, do our thing. But the, the guy that I am disappointed in right now, it besides Hartman, is Brodeen. And mm. that's very reassuring to me, I guess, if he's the guy I have the biggest issue with, because he's yeah. the guy I'm least concerned with getting his game back on track. Right. If he doesn't, oh boy, we're in trouble. But <laughs> I I don't see a way that he doesn't get it figured out. He's had a tough couple of games. Him and Dumba both haven't looked great. I think that's the easiest D pairing to get right. And yeah. If it doesn't happen the next couple of games, then yeah, maybe we're having a different conversation. But two games in, I think we just got to chill. <laughs> yeah, against two pretty good hockey teams. Say what you will about the Kings. I think they're much improved. And obviously the addition of Kevin Fiala coming in, super emotional game for him and for his teammates, probably wanting to get him a dub. And I feel um, good you know, for him, by the way. Like, kudos mm-hmm. to him. He he did exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah. He, he was fiery, though. Every time something happened, he was in there trying to talk. And it was kind of funny. I mean, good for him. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching him play for us. And, you know, and you can get your bag. Go get your bag. And he did that, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, good for him and the Kings. I think they're going to be a tough team. I mean, as as I'm always annoyed by Drew Doughty. You know, no matter what that dude does, he annoys me. But, you know, respect, <laughs> respect his game too. Um, I have so much respect for that guy. And listeners are going to hate mm-hmm. that. I'm yeah. sorry. The the extent to which he's in every wild fan's head over the Kirill yeah. comment, like you guys think that he's your bitch, but like he's making all of you his bitch and he loves it. Yeah. And um, he don't care. He and, don't care dude, at all. Let's be real. Like put the, the money aside because obviously we can't afford his like 11 mil that he's getting paid. But yeah, if you don't think that they would absolutely add Dowdy to this team and he would pretty much be the leader of the, the blue line, like, Yep. You just aren't watching. Like people want to get mad when they say that he should make Team Canada over Spurgeon. Now, do I think that he's a clearly better pick? No. No. But I also think it's outrageous to think that Spurgeon is like head over heels better than Drew Doughty. That's just ridiculous to me. Yeah. I mean, he he knows how to get under guys guys' skin. I think in I like I said, I respect his game and I think that team's gonna be, you know, much improved, fun to watch and uh I don't know this wild team. Like like you said, if they come out lose their first five games and it's similar, then yeah, you you start to wonder a little bit. But it's a uh, it's a long season. I think I struggle with this in all the major sports. It's like when is it not early anymore? Like sure. you know, I mean, it's like ah, oh, you know, as being a diehard Twins fan most of my life, it's like ah, oh, it's okay, it's early. You know, we're good. And then all of a sudden it's the All Star break, and you're like, oh shit, it's not early anymore. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I think this wild team, they're going to be all right. You know, it, it disappoints me. Cause like, I think we have one of the best home ice advantages in all of the, the NHL. And so to lose two games at home right away, it's like, God, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but we'll figure it out. Like, uh, I think this team is resilient. I think they have the leaders in place to, to get, to write the ship. And to your point, like if Brodeen's our biggest worry, we're going to be okay. I mean, you know, obviously, since I put all my chips in the basket for Flurry, I'm going to keep an eye on him because, you know, when the trade went down last year, I think I was on with, with you guys. I, I just said, hey, I'm, I'm all about it. I love it. Let's go. This is our guy. He's going to take us to the promised land. And then that didn't work out. So now I got to own it. He's here to stay. And what a nice guy, though. Beautiful smile, oh, too. 
Yeah, you great guy. Well, yeah. it, it, it's wild to me, like, growing up a Penguins fan, that I'm the Marc-Andre Fleury hater somehow. Yeah. Like, literally everyone, like, just gushing, like, oh, this is the best thing that's ever happened to the Wild. I'm like, eh. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not mad that he's here. I'm not mad that they traded for him. But, like, the extent to which everyone got excited, like, I know the, like, name brand value there. Let me tell you, people, I've seen the good and the bad of Marc-Andre Fleury. The good is great. Like, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. The bad is a dark, dark place. Yeah. Like, that, go, go, go look at his that. stat line over the years. Like, look, especially look in the playoffs. He has broken my heart several times, but he's more than made up for it with the the half, a little under half of the playoffs that he covered for uh, 2017. If he didn't step in, they don't beat the Washington Capitals and the Penguins don't win a back-to-back cup. So, I thank him for that. That's why I very graciously give him one and a half cups instead of yeah, one. I, yeah. uh, I think that's fair and generous. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But no, he, man, I don't know. End of the day, everyone, everyone, everyone was super high on him coming here. And like, it's okay that everyone together is taking a step back and kind of reassessing. Was this right? I think he'll still be fine. But I think people need to be prepared that he's not going to be this like first ballot Hall of Famer this year for us. Like yeah. he, we need him to be serviceable. Yeah. Problem right. is he has played bad while our defense has been awful in front of him. We're seeing the worst case scenario here, people. The only way it'd be mm-hmm. worse is if we weren't scoring goals too. But let's be real; like I didn't expect us to be scoring goals like this. So that's a very no. like positive, reassuring thing. Like let's give a real like tip of the cap too to the power play. They're they're 40% right now. Mm-hmm. It's that fixed. is not sustainable, but <laughs> that's incredible, right? Yeah. Like we need yep. to acknowledge that the power play has improved and it yep. is very early. This could fall flat on its face, but so yep. far I'm liking what I'm seeing. And the hope is that they're going to continue to make additions and iterations off of it. Yeah, Dude, as good as they've been, that LA Kings power play, oh mama, like that that was fun to watch. Like that was yeah. clinical. And again, maybe it's because our defense was playing so bad that it made it easy for them. That's entirely possible, but they were moving that puck so goddamn well. And I actually think there were a couple of like good stops where we actually robbed them in that. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think to your point, I think if a flower is serviceable, that's what we need him to be. If he's below that, we're in trouble. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we needed him to, what, play 50, 60 games this year. That's what we needed. And hope that Gustafson behind him is is more than serviceable. And, you know, I would love it if we were in a scenario where he pushes Flurry a little bit, you know. It's like continue to push each other for their games to be great. I mean, we ran into that last year with Talbot mm-hmm. and, and Flower a bit. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I, It'll be okay. I'm, I'm not panicking. I mean, it again, I keep saying it over and over, but if this team now pops off five or six in a row, we'll be back here and be like, the fan base will be the fan base and be like, we're going to win the cup. Here well, we the go. fan base will be the fan base and they'll point fingers at everyone else. Like, yeah, no one believed. Like, neither did you, jackass. Shut up. Right. God damn it. Dude, I'll right. tell you what. So I, I went, I'm a lunatic this year. I went to the first two games and I'm going to the third game. At just mm-hmm. horrible life choices because I'm running on fumes right now. Dude, oh, the man. fans 
I'm sorry, the fans were pretty rough at the Kings mm. game. Now, I don't blame them. They were frustrated. Like, things were going bad. But, dude, some people are, like, making personal attacks on players. Like, mm. once the – well, let's pause on that. The refs, right? First period, bad. Very, very bad. Yeah. After that, like – they were in and out of good and bad, but dude, anything that happened, there was a refs, you suck chant. Dude, the fucking net came off and they blew the whistle and it was a refs, you suck chant. Like people, we got to chill. I... These people, yeah, it, it that they want to blame somebody other than their own team when it comes down to it. And it's like NHL officiating leaves a lot to be desired. We know that. But yeah, to that point, like I didn't think it was egregious and it, you know, we talked about there, the first there was a string here. of like four or five really bad calls, and mm-hmm. I don't think the fans were ever going to recover after that. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like yeah. no, and when you when you start attacking players too, that's unacceptable. And it's it's like what's so funny to me, and you know, for all sports, but hockey especially, it's like if that same player goes out and has a hattie the next game, you're going to be like greatest player of all time. Love him. Can't can't wait. Oh, yeah. Bipolar, for sure. We're so hot and cold where it's like we just have to chill out a little bit and let them write this ship. And, you know, we'll we'll be all right. I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they do against the Avs. (laughs) You know, I'm hoping that they come out and send a message, you know, and uh, that's a team, you know, the new state of hockey. Right. That what was said. (laughs) I won't open up that can of worms. ESPN. (laughs) Just just. So in tune with hockey fans. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God. So I, I, I'm i thinking about it now, and you were talking about, like, if one can be sufficient between the defense and the goalie. Dude, I think the recipe for success, if you look at how the Wild have played the last couple of years under Bill Guerin, if you can have two sufficients and one exceptional across mm-hmm. your groupings, forward, defense, goalie, like, if you can just be sufficient – in all the mm-hmm. areas and just have one of those groups excel. You're in a position to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What we just saw was exceptional offense, piss poor defense, not great goaltending. Yeah. Like if either of those is sufficient, maybe we win one or both of those games. Correct. And that's with one being piss poor still. Like, correct. So people got to realize again, things are going bad. I don't blame anyone for being disappointed or upset about those first two showings that we got, but you got to realize like there's going to be games this year that look just like those. They're going to happen. You just can't string a bunch of them together. If they come out and do the same shit, like Caleb said, if they come out and fall flat against the avalanche, we're going to reassess. And that doesn't mean they have to win the game. I want to see how the game is played. Even if they lose, how did they lose? Yeah, And I just think that everyone, Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X, relax, right? Do we think no, he's just, relaxed, though? They didn't do so hot today. Not anymore. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going vintage like four years yeah. ago, Aaron Rodgers. No, dude, he, <laughs> yeah. he he's so bad now. And that yeah. it's not that he's bad. The team's bad, I guess. But yeah. it makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, and the uniforms they wore today, from what I saw, I was like, ooh. No thanks, mm-hmm. but you know they love them in Wisconsin. Do they have so. a good uniform? <laughs> I would say no, but you know I'm, I'm rocking with the purple and gold. So um, no, I think I honestly, and this sounds maybe pretty silly. I think if 
if the back-to-back games for the Wild wouldn't happen the first and second game of the season, we'd be having a different conversation. Yeah. You know, there wouldn't be this panic. But because it's like season opener, everything's heightened, everyone's excited. Here we go. The boys are back. And then you fall flat a little bit in two straight home games. Both at home, yeah. Against two good teams. Just be honest, the Rangers are legit. Say what you want about the Kings. Um, Rangers are okay. Yeah, you know, and they're, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I just think that the the boys will they'll get it figured out. And I think I'm predicting a win against the Avs. Since I said that, I probably jinxed them and they'll lose by like seven goals. But no, I'll double down. Uh, wild win and cover if you bet them puck line too. They're okay. they're gonna win by two. Probably yeah, because of an empty net. I was gonna say four one. I was gonna be even ooh, more aggressive. Ooh, I was say okay. four one. See, I was I was feeling four two. Okay, I mean, I I like it. I like it. But let's have this super awesome offense. Let's score six or seven goals. Let's just keep doing that, you know, right. and see if we can keep that up. And just maybe Dino will be like, "Hey, we can let in three or four a game. I'm cool with that." Just yeah, no, I'm gonna bump seven. it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say five three. We're gonna score more, and we're definitely letting in more than two okay. goals. <laughs> so, <sighs> but I, I'm gonna I stick like, to I mine. Like, four no, one. Yeah, stick to it. You, you're back in Flurry, who you said was yep. the the promised one. Yeah, and I and I think that calms. Think about it. If they if they have a game like that, if they win five three or four one, I think you calm nerves against a team like that. I think you're okay. I mean, you know, and we can reassess after that. Fair enough. Reassess, we shall. Anyone tuning in as well, if you're listening to this when we release it on Monday. Isha and I will both be at the 10K event tonight. Find us in section 230. Isha will probably be pretty buckled. I'll try and be as respectful as I can, being that I have to work the whole rest of the week. But uh, exciting stuff ahead with Isha being in town. We're going to have a lot more, we'll just say, social things going on at this point. (laughs) But more on that to come. Um, Again, all of you, we understand your pain. Please relax for a second. The sky is not falling. It's not. But any, anything else you wanted to hit on before we sign off here, Caleb? No, thanks again for having me, Hoppy. It's always good to chat with you. Excited to uh, get back with Isha as well. Glad he's going to be in town. Thanks for the invite. Continuous invites. And uh, more, more good things to come. Always great to have you on, man. Um, everyone go to, oh man, what does Isha want me to say here? Uh, it's probably uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Folks, you need to go give us a five-star review. Write anything. I'm telling you, like, not a joke. We're going to check these probably once a month. Write whatever you want in there. As long as it doesn't get us divorced, fired, or canceled, we'll read it. We will read whatever you want us to. So get creative. Ron Burgundy teleprompter. Um, but please, five stars, that's the key. Otherwise, we're not going to look at it. <laughs> Got it. Um, oh, I missed. Oh, man, I missed Google. Those of you turning in on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Ishii, you're going to have a lot of fun with this one. Um, but signing off, stay to Hoppy here with Caleb Peabody. This has been the Soda Pod. We good, buddy? We're good. Thank you, my man. Don't fear. Just drink some whiskey and stay wild. <laughs>